Thanks for joining us here at Fully Yours, our cross-country conversation where three friends share their latest adventures with food to reflect on the themes of everyday life. The matters of the heart. We are fully yours because at the end of the day, food shows us just how truly, fully, we belong to one another. Hi, everyone. Welcome back to Fully Yours. We know that it's been a long, long time since we've talked with you, but we're so glad that you're joining us. If this is your first time joining us, we are three friends who went to school together, and now we live all across the country, um, and we gather around a digital table to talk about matters of the heart. We know that it's been some time since we've been coming to your podcast feeds. And so we just wanted to share a little bit of what's been going on behind the scenes here at Fully Yours. We've been doing a lot of um, processing and talking and reflecting on all the different layers that have been going on in our country and our world, not, not just the global pandemic that we're all experiencing, but also this kind of national reckoning with race and racism and wondering um, what our role as people who care about food and who see food as this really powerful connection, what's our role in responding to what's going on through the lens of food um, and as people who are just wrestling with it like everybody else is. And this has been a really difficult conversation for a lot of people. Um, we are three white women who have truly privileged lives. And it's, it's been tough to wrestle with that. We have gone through a pandemic that has largely affected folks of color in disproportionate ways. And so, so we're wrestling with that on top of the awful, awful murders of folks of color that have finally garnered enough national attention to spark some legislation and, and changes in our society. But we're not there yet, and there's still so much work to do. So as a podcast, we are coming together to, to do some of that hard work. And we're probably going to mess up. We're probably going to say the wrong things. And, and we're learning. So over this next season, we'll be trying to delve into that further into that journey of work as a podcast community and hopefully hopefully inviting you into that conversation as well we recognize that each person comes from their own set of circumstances and identities but we hope to be going along in this journey by following the rhythm of uncovering discovering and recovering the process of making our food system more just. And so some of the ways that we're going to be doing that is looking at where injustice shows up in our food system, which is really so apparent in so many ways. Everything from our labor systems that are used in this country and internationally, as well as how food is even labeled and communicated to communities and people's access to foods. So we're going to be looking a little bit at that, at the histories behind um, land, where food comes from, and how entangled that is in racism, especially in, in the United States. And then I think with that, the hope is by going deeper into those areas in injustice, that together as the community, we have the conversations about what it looks like to move the needle more and more towards justice. It's a long and, and messy process, as Christy's said. And so that's just, we, we feel 
Like that's the most important work we can do though. So that's why we're here. One thing that I've been thinking about is before about, I guess about a year or two ago, I really had not, I mean, I knew that racism was part of our food system and I've known that for a number of years, thanks to a lot of great resources out there, but I didn't really start thinking about it in terms of, particularly as a white lady living in the South and who grew up in the South, I just had not considered how strongly wedded, I guess when you're having a conversation about food in the United States, you have to have a conversation about race. And um, a book that really opened up that puzzle for me was um, Farming Wild Black, which is by Leah Pinneman. And she co-founded an amazing farm in upstate New York called Soul Fire. And she's been, she's been interviewed a number of times lately on a lot of great podcasts and is doing incredible work. And I think she writes a lot about this phrase called food apartheid as opposed to food deserts. And just learning about that distinction was so powerful for me. And, you know, we can't just talk about dumping fresh food into quote unquote food deserts. We have to really look deeper at the systemic inequalities that have shaped why communities lack access to healthy food in the first place. And yeah, so I've just been so grateful for the learning that I've started to undo there and to redo and to, to put back together, I think, in this language we're talking about with uncovering and recovering. And so I've just been really grateful for that work. And I'm just at the beginning of it myself and thinking about what it means to partner with Black farms in my own state and think less about helping and more about coming alongside and so that's just a little bit of my own backstory with thinking about food and race. Um, it's not really a backstory. It's a, it's a very current story for me. Yeah, I think something that's come to the forefront for me is food and representation in media. So I, I was a huge fan and follower of Bon Appetit, the magazine, and their YouTube video series. But a few months ago, it was discovered that, and it was released by one of the folks of color who are on the Condé Nast Entertainment contract, that they had not been paid for their video appearances, but the white hosts had been. And so through a lot of investigation and a lot of statements from folks, you know, it was clear that folks of color were used as pawns and as props throughout the, the Bon Appetit test kitchen, and food was not treated well. You know, there were cultural misrepresentations in even within their recipes. So they would do something that was sort of like a cheap version of an authentic dish that a white person had written that recipe for. And so racial issues are just really being uncovered during this time. And now I have a lot of mixed feelings about Bon Appetit and Condé Nast. And it was made clear that their contracts, they were rewritten and about a week ago, all of the staff said, no, we're not, that's not enough justice. That's not equality or equity. So there's, there's a reckoning happening on, on all levels of food, from local black farmers to, to the media. I mean, it's, it's everywhere. It's really everywhere. And I think that some of the uncovering that the three of us are hoping to do, we recognize that as white people, we're complicit in a system and that it 
can live within us and how, yeah, how, how, how we have moved through our podcast so far. So it's an area of growing awareness that we hope to be moving towards. And I think, I think part of the beauty of this really difficult time has been the lifting up and celebration of the incredible contributions and resilience of people of color amidst a very broken system. And so we're hoping to be continuing to learn from the authors, um, authors of color and leaders and activists who, who have been doing this work for generations. So we hope to be learning from them and hopefully using this podcast as a platform to elevate the work that they are already doing. Yeah, I think I just want to speak a little bit to how we're hoping to lift up the work that's already being done out there, but like also just the conversations we've had around the complexity of that. Just for reference, we're not all at the same location, so none of the hosts are clawing the curtains. <laughs> Christy, get off the damn curtains again. <laughs> Do we want to give a quick intro to our, our uh, side host here? <laughs> Bring much love and joy to it. Yes, let's do it. <sighs> Well, you can probably hear that. That scratching sound. That's, did you mean the pets? <laughs> I mean, are there others? <laughs> um, that's my cat, Jenny, and she's currently under the, I'm in our guest bedroom slash office, and she's under the cover, under the comforter. I don't know if you can see her. Yeah. What? Oh my gosh, that is hilarious. <laughs> it looks like it looks like an evil animal like a like a nightmare creature okay okay listeners um we have the benefit of zoom here so we get to see what's going on in each other's worlds but just to give you a live action oh my gosh here, it's moving <laughs> jenny is a small lump underneath the blanket on on the bed or the couch over there and this small lump is slowly making its way across the bed it's it's actually kind of terrifying like I would <laughs> that's that's kind of what nightmares are made of actually I'm not really a cat person so <laughs> oh, the truth comes out <laughs> and and Cosmo thankfully is finally asleep on the couch before we started recording, he was jumping over the cord for charging my computer. He he nearly pulled it out earlier today, so that was kind of a mess. <laughs> but now he's asleep. That's a good thing. Is Cosmo your guinea pig? <laughs> he's my dog. <laughs> he's he's the best thing to happen during quarantine, truly. I adopted him on January 15th. And it was the best thing I could have ever done, ever. Aww. Yes. Hey, folks, go to your local shelters. They are a wonderful place to find companions, especially during quarantine. So speaking of quarantine, what was the silliest thing that you did during quarantine? This is a hard question. 
like, did you, did you start a new hobby? It's hard to think of like silly hobbies I did. I mean, I, I picked up cross stitch, which has turned out to be really fun and relaxing. Although I will say I did one pattern and I was really proud of it and I haven't picked it up in like a month. I think I will again soon. It's just like getting started on one feels like a lot of work. Um, yeah, I've been doing a lot of baking just for the heck of it. Like baking and in really involved, like starting really involved desserts like at 10 p.m. when I don't, don't need to be doing that. But that's been really fun. Um, <laughs> okay, so my family and I, we were like, you know what we should do? we've never actually sat down to watch the star Wars movies like ever. It was just never really a draw for us. Are we talking old school or any of them? Okay. Yeah. So, I mean, it's, it's to the point where I would watch Dr. Who, which is one of my favorite shows and mom would walk in and be like, is this star Wars? I'm like, no mom, it's not. Um, so we decided during quarantine to get the entire series, like the old ones, the new ones, all of it from the library and try and marathon. Well, we made it through about 20 minutes. <laughs> we were like, no, I, I don't think we're a Star Wars family. <laughs> oh my gosh. So you start with a new hope. The old we ones? started with the old ones. Yeah. 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 Just, new hope. Maybe the first 20 minutes of New Hope are not as exciting. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I don't think we were willing to hold on <laughs> and hold out for it. So <laughs> got to give it a movie's worth, Christy. <laughs> I think we would have all been asleep, but, you know. I just like when there's fuzzy animals. That's true. That's true. Yeah. Ewoks. Yeah. <laughs> Moving a mug across a hard surface for Chewy. Uh, (laughs) Uh. (laughs) I tried to make like fancy latte art (laughs) Christy I just want to come hang out with you in quarantine I know (laughs) with embroidery and (laughs) yeah no the the latte art was truly terrifying like it looks like it was out of a nightmare it was supposed to be an easter bunny because we did it around (laughs) easter and it looks possessed. We'll, we'll, we'll include a, a link in the show notes if you want to see how awful. <laughs> I just hard started. To, like, oh, no, no, no. Go ahead. Oh, sorry. I was just going to say it's hard just to do like a heart for latte art. Yeah. But to take that up to like Easter bunny oh gosh, scale I would, would be. I could not. <laughs> yeah. I can't do a heart either. So <laughs> I watched a lot of Netflix. <laughs> Yes. What did you watch? Oh my gosh. Tiger King. <laughs> oh, no. Totally. I never, never crossed that threshold. Uh, <laughs> oh, <man>. I did. <laughs> we Ooh. did too. Oh, no. I was, oh. I was not sure how I felt when it was all said and done, but it was entertaining for sure. Yeah. I am currently, let's see, I watch, uh, watching. Madam Secretary, I have this thing where I have to get into like a political drama every year or two. It's, yeah, it reminds me of, um, I spent some time in DC and I just, I don't know, it it like reminds me of that time. What was the one? 
with the little did you guys see the little boy superhero one super boy <laughs> the kid the kid superhero yeah do you know What's what i'm talking name? about it's really cute is it touch oh there was... it's not kid president oh <laughs> raising dion raising dion oh i, I haven't, haven't heard, heard of, that. of that yeah yeah it's really cute it's a a Netflix original, I think. Yeah, kind of um, spooky, but it's like also through the lens of this little boy who gains powers. And so it's imaginative through his lens, but then you hear the story from his mom's perspective. And she's of course like terrified about what's going on with him. Um, yeah, that was a good one. Yeah. Chris yeah. and I have been watching Friday Night Lights Oh, I guess about a month, and it's so um, it's so comforting. <laughs> and the Gilmore Girls. I've never watched the Gilmore Girls. So I've been watching what? that. Wow. wow. Yeah, <laughs> that's a class. So I'm like very yeah, invested yeah. in the in the Gilmore Girls. Yeah, yeah. It's so funny because so I it used to come on at five o'clock on ABC Family, and I would come home from school. And get my homework done and then watch Gilmore Girls. And dad would come home around five o'clock and be like, okay, I guess we're watching this. (laughs) And then when I would come to visit, come home to visit from college and it would happen to be a weekday, dad would be like, hey, do you want to watch Gilmore Girls? And I'm like, oh, yes. Cute. (laughs) That's amazing. (laughs) My dad used to watch Seventh Heaven with me. I I love Seventh Heaven. (laughs) very cute of him to do that so all of these things really bring us comfort and joy um, especially in times like these and it's it's important to balance you know these these conversations and and these times with good things that bring us joy and hope and peace that's really really important so we we hope that you know these episodes that are coming up this season are going to be filled with thought-provoking and, and perhaps even challenging ideas. And, and we invite you to challenge us too. If, if we say something or if, or if we haven't fully explored something, please reach out to us. We would love to hear from you and, and we would love your feedback. So definitely reach out. One thing we hope to offer in each episode is some sort of grounding ritual that connects with the topic. Hopefully something that helps you to connect a little bit more into your body it's very easy to kind of intellectualize these conversations. And we are friends who met in graduate school and did a lot of that. But these issues are affecting bodies and flesh and blood. And so we just think that it's important to create space to connect with that in a very visceral way. So we hope to offer that. And in addition to a ritual, we hope to uh, direct you to some sort of action that you can take because just recognizing what so many leaders of color have reminded us of that this you know education and awareness is critical and so is action that they need to go hand in hand and so we we hope to lay a a foundation for ourselves and for you as listeners so that we can we can point everyone towards voices of color and really elevate voices of color who are already doing this incredible work Huge thanks to our dream team for keeping us grounded and inspired. 
including Steve Dry and the Entrepreneur League based in Cambridge, Massachusetts for their input and support of our podcast. Shout out to Melody Stanford Martin for our gorgeous logo design. And many thanks to you, our listeners. If you like what you hear, be sure to check out our website at fullyyourspodcast.com for even more recipes, writings, and resources. Drop us a line. We love hearing from you. And leave us a review on iTunes. It really means a lot. Until next time, we are fully yours.